this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Yo, and welcome to the 79th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Joining us for, I believe, the second time, we have Stefan Ivanov. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And joining us for the first time, we have Alessandro Cremescole. Hello. So we have a very special episode for you all this week. You asked for it. We're delivering. We have found a lot of NA-focused content out there lately. So now we are going over to Europe, and we're going to have a little regional meta discussion for you with two of the best players in the world. I'm incredibly excited to have both of them. So we're going to start by talking a little bit about the NA results and how they may or may not influence things. We're going to get into the top decks, the decks that we might have to prepare for, the decks that might just be flash in the pans in the online tournament, and all that other good stuff. But first, I want to have both of these players introduce themselves a little bit. So I'm going to have Stefan, you start first. How long have you been playing and what are a couple of your accomplishments? to let people know that you're credible. So I'm Stéphane Ivanov from uh, Paris, France. I've been playing since 2010. And um, yeah, I've won two international championships, a couple of regionals, some other stuff, French nationals back in the day. So uh, I am, uh, I guess, decent. <laughs> I, th I think decent's a good adjective there. Yeah, you're so annoying. I'm decent. <laughs> okay, what, what do you want me to say? <laughs> hey, I'm the best player in the world. I'm even better than Tord. I That's want to say that. Yet. I know, I'm talking, joking. I Tord, I Tord. <laughs> <laughs> Alessandro, what about you? How long have you been playing and what are some of those accomplishments? I, I started in 2003. Um, I think my best accomplishment is just, I'm just old. This is my biggest accomplishment right now. Um, I'm trying to make fun uh, in this game and I'm still trying to uh, promote the game. I think uh, this is actually my biggest accomplishment because uh, this will be my 20th season of competitive game. I'm not as good as Stefan. I'm definitely not one of the best players in the world. I'm just trying to do my best with uh, everything I have. You say not one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I was going to say you just won a tournament in this calendar year. Yeah, I'm lucky. I mean, uh, I was lucky. <laughs> Just nothing but luck. Uh, I do have one quick follow-up question on that one, Alessandro, because I haven't had the chance to like speak to you before. And uh, your streams are in Italian, which I do not speak. So you said... I'm. You can learn. You can learn. It's an easy language. You can learn. Oh, so easy. <laughs> so uh, you said you're trying to have fun. Does that influence your deck choice at all? Or are you still like, I'm going to win every single tournament? Are you like, I'm going to do the best I can with a deck I enjoy? Or are you just like, I'm going to win no matter whether I enjoy the deck or not? Um, this is uh, one of the my biggest uh, weakness in this game. Uh, since I started to play, 
I I always try to um, take myself apart from everything that was meta. So I want to national with two rogue deck and uh, every, literally every accomplish I make in this game will be with uh, some uh, rogue, uh, anti-meta or something like that. That's why I think I, I can consider myself uh, a good player because uh, uh, when you play like me since uh, a long time, you always need to find a reason to keep playing. I love the community. Um, I love my family. I love the game. But uh, if I stop uh, enjoy this game, I will probably not continue. And uh, in order to continue to enjoy this game, I found that uh, challenging game and challenging deck are more uh, uh, fun for me. And I, I, I can't compete with the players like, uh, um, talking about the European players like uh, Stefan, Pedro, Tort, Robin, Nico, uh, they are the good players. They, and I think when a good players play the best deck, they always achieve something. And uh, Stefan made the uh, finals in the last tournament uh, just to confirm that. I, I try to play something different. Sometimes uh, like in Bilbao, it went well. And sometimes like uh, Bilbao, it went uh, not well. So <laughs> I mean, uh, up and down, up and down. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy it. Uh, and I think I just have some experience and uh, that's what uh, I'm trying to do in my channel. I'm just trying to pass the experience and uh, help the people not to make my same mistake. I think uh, I, I, I needed someone like this in, in my past. So I'm trying to be that person. That was beautiful. I, the bunch of people who are listening to this right now are like resonating with that. Maybe not the playing for yeah. 20 years part, but that was very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, I mean, um, in, in February, we'll be, we'll board my, my son. So I, right now, my personal best accomplish will be trying to make uh, three different generation of my family playing the same tournament like my father me and my my son so I, that, that's my goal right now that's my goal <laughs> okay and uh, sorry 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 about my pronunciation this is not my main language so sorry i'm all american friends sorry <laughs> no you're you're totally good and uh, congratulations on your future son cheers so uh, let's go ahead and get into the meta discussion a bit. So we're going to start with the question that I'm going to say this as an ignorant American player. We have this idea that NA regionals have all the turbo, go fast, hit hard decks. And European regionals have these like fancier, kind of janky, they do a little bit more, they take a little bit more work, but they're like these big brain decks. So we have two regionals in this format in North America, Salt Lake City, which is currently happening as we're recording, and Peoria, Illinois. Are the results from those two tournaments like super important for Lil, or is this is there going to be a little bit of a difference as we move into, you know, an entirely different region and an entirely different player base? Stefan, can you start us off? Is the NA results super important towards your Lil preparations? Um, it's important, of course. I don't know how much, but it's definitely something that um, 
I'm going to look at, and I'm pretty sure every competitive player will look at uh, results of um, US regionals because, I mean, there are big events, there are a lot of good players there. And just, you know, have, just it gives an, an idea of the, of the metagame. Um, so, for example, when you see, for example, I was surprised to see that in Peoria, I think the most popular deck was Kurem Palkia. And it's still, I think, it's top three um, this weekend in Salt Lake City. And, you know, when you see that, you're like, okay, I maybe wouldn't have put the deck as high personally, but it looks like a lot of people are playing that, so I should expect it to be popular um, in Lille as well. Um, so, you know, things like that. Obviously, there are going to be differences in the meta games uh, because, and it's not always easy to predict, but, you know, sometimes there are regions where people like things more, um, where, people, where some decks are more or less popular. That's just uh, the way <laughs> things are, just by almost randomness sometimes. Um, so obviously it's not, it's not like the metagame will be exactly the same. And also for this weekend specifically, um, you know, many people will probably already have picked their deck or will be very close to picking their deck. So maybe they won't change depending on, uh, based on the results. I think that, you know, if someone is a new player and they've been playing the same deck for a month, preparing for this tournament, they're not gonna, they're not gonna change because the deck wins or because it does bad um, in Salt Lake City. Um, but yeah, and also just to come to uh, circle back to what you said about um, <laughs> NA having like, I don't know, big turbo decks. I don't know if that's true because I don't know, like for example, last season, I think every, every NA original was won by an Arceus deck, right? And Arceus Correct. can be, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, and Arceus is like, very versatile, but it's not like what you think of when you think um, a deck that goes super fast and that's, um, you know, it has a lot of, well, it depends on the, vari of the variant, of course, but it usually has some healing. It goes, it's not the, the it has versatility more than pure power. Mm -hmm. And this this season, like the two originals we saw, we had first, the first one was won by Charizard Intellion, which I think it's like the kind of deck that you would maybe associate with Europe based on your description of things. Uh, and then Lost Box, which is a bit the same, of course, it was stored, so it's still <laughs> European, so I don't know how to classify that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think the differences are, there are differences about, because it's like, you know, yeah, for some reason, some, some deck might be more popular in some country or whatever, but um, I mean, when you see that, like decks like, I don't know, Giratina, Palkia, things like this. Mm -hmm. They're very popular in the US and they're going to be very popular in Europe as well because they're just good decks. So it's not, that's not going to, unless there's a really big surprise, it shouldn't change much. Alessandro, are you in agreement with a lot of that? Anything to add or change? Um, yeah, I kind of agree with almost everything. Um, I think... Uh, any original are useful for us, as Stefan said, um, they create a meta. So if we have, uh, even without Salt Lake City, uh, if we want to approach to Lille, we know that we will face some deck. So they create a meta, not necessarily the deck list, because once a deck win a tournament or once a deck made a good results, for the next tournament, uh, that deck uh, is already old because we need uh, a way to beat that deck and that deck uh, adjust, adjust to, the, to the meta. Mm. But uh, it's useful uh, for two reasons. 
once created the meta. And second, uh, for the players like me that uh, enjoy to try to counter the meta, uh, I right now I'm just counting the um, the Twitter, uh, the all the social, uh, all the streaming, trying to see if a particular deck has uh, an out to what I prepare against that. Mm -hmm. For, exa for example, uh, I'm not uh, planning to play ASQ, but uh, that's why I'm talking about ASQ. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm not planning to play ASQ, but ASQ is uh, a good uh, counter to Regi, Gigas, and Blissy. Mm -hmm. So if uh, any of you outside there play against an XQ and you're playing some of this deck, you know that uh, it's uh, a counter. So if you face ASQ, you might get some trouble. And uh, I'm, I'm scouting now the um, the tournament, and I saw that uh, someone I don't remember if Grant uh, or uh, Azul it is some of those uh, they're playing uh, Regilieki at the different Regilieki with the Yellowhorn. Mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, I think that's a wonderful uh, out. So if I was planning to uh, play ASQ, now I have to consider that someone thought about uh, an out to ASQ and I have to change my uh, my counter. So NA regional and also uh, the online tournament on Limitless, I think uh, I think if, if you wanted to play competitive, there are a lot of work you have to, to do in order to prepare the tournament. Then uh, if you decide the list, uh, if you prepare all the matchup uh, and you play a tournament, just chill. I mean, there are a lot of different things that can go wrong in a tournament and they are not on you. The coin flip, the top deck, the pairings, all the stuff is not on you, so just luck. So all the work that we can do is just prepare our best for the tournament. So I think these two things are important for us and that's why we are uh, watching the stream, uh, scouting uh, and all of the others. Perfect. So uh, off of that, and you both kind of alluded to the stuff already a little, but how much of a role will the Salt Lake City result? So there will be a post on Limitless, gosh, if it's anything like Peoria Regionals, like an hour after the tournament finishes. Yeah, that, that, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. I, I, I woke up the next day and uh, yeah, let's see, maybe Limitless... <laughs> you have all the day two deck. They are amazing. Yeah, Limitless guy are amazing. Shout out to Limitless TCG. If anyone out there has the means, subscribe to their Patreon. I'm a Patreon for them. It's 10 out of 10. It's worth the money. Please support them. But uh, so let's say that happens again, right? You wake up Monday morning. Both of you wake up Monday morning. Any listeners wake up Monday morning. All the results are there. How important are those results going to be based off either specific archetypes? Like, would it make you change your archetype? Like, instead of playing Kiram, I'm now going to play Giratina or whatever. And how much would it make you change your deck list? So if you're already playing Kiram, would you want to play the top four deck list or would you want to stick to what you've already got? So, Alessandro, can you start us off with that one? How much will those Salt Lake City results make a difference for players, whether changing decks or changing deck lists? Uh, deck, uh, not uh, so much. I mean, uh, Peoria create a meta and we decide the deck after Peoria. But I think uh, most of the players need time 
to uh, create a deck list, uh, to start to prepare the deck, uh, to choose the tech. So I think most of the players need time. And uh, that's not uh, our case, but uh, I don't recommend uh, to basically everyone that not so um, expert in this game to change the deck uh, a limited time before the tournament. So if after Peoria you thought that Curem was a good deck and you test the deck for three weeks, just play Curem. Don't uh, change in uh, something different, Ex except uh, in Salt Lake City win something like, uh, I don't know, Agron. I mean, yes, if, 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 the <laughs> if the previous tournament was won by a direct counter to your deck, you might think to reconsider that, but uh, I... I haven't seen any Agron in, uh, in Salt Lake City, so I'm not expecting something like that. So just uh, stay focused on that. For sure, that will change our tech. So if in Peoria there will be there was something like 200 loss box or something like that, you you might think that Empoleon will be a good uh, tech against it. Now, if no one play loss box in Salt Lake City, you might change. I, Stefan first um, earlier said something about uh, how different region uh, likes uh, specific deck, and I think it's the same. Like uh, in in NA, maybe most of the players like Regigas, and uh, in Europe, most of the players like uh, Lostbox, and that's based on the tournament uh, online, online tournament or the. I, I miss the League Cups because most of the <laughs> change came from the League Cups, but uh, now we have the online tournament. So yes, you check on everything and you might adjust your list. Uh, I, I like this meta because there's a lot of deck, so you just have to pick one. So pick your touch um, and thanks uh, God we have Limitless that show us all the, all the deck lists from every player, so we can just adjust on that. Stefan, you already kind of mentioned, and you agreed with Alessandro on this one too, where like, it's not going to change most players' deck lists, or sorry, decks, change like the deck they're planning to play. But what about deck lists and techs and things like that? Do you think that the Salt Lake City results are going to make pretty big changes there, or maybe not? Yeah, they might. I mean, it depends on what the results actually are, you know? If it's like, yeah, if it's something that's not really remarkable, uh, then, you know, Maybe that one but have a beating impact. If there's like six new decks in top eight, then you will see pretty much everyone play Drapion. Um, if uh, on the contrary, if there is no new deck in top eight, I, again I think there was no, no no new in top eight in Peoria, right? From what I remember. So then you might think, okay, people are not going to take Drapion as serious, um, Mew as seriously, so they're not going to take Drapion. So maybe more people might actually play Mew. Uh, I'm not saying that someone who has never played Mew is suddenly going to switch to Mew, but someone who was hesitating on is Mew a good play or not. Um, they might, you know, wait to see how the how the results uh, look like to to decide on their deck, and that's what I think. That's how um, I think that's how the, the results of uh, this weekend can can change what people will play in Lille. It's not like someone will suddenly pick up a new deck in one week. I mean, some people might do it, but for a minority, I think if there is some new uh, rock deck wins uh, Salt Lake City, um, or maybe not rock deck, but like if. A deck, um, say, I don't know, Arsis Gujra wins Salt Lake City. I don't think that necessarily everyone is going to 
play Arceus Gudra. Uh, but if someone was hesitating between Arceus Gudra and something else, they might think, okay, um, this deck is actually uh, actually works. So I wasn't feeling that confident, but now I, I feel more confident about it. And you know, it's mostly people hesitating for a reason or another. Uh, they might um, like the the results might help them uh, make up their mind. Um, about but yeah, apart from that, it's yeah, it's it's hard to tell exactly because obviously we don't know how people opinions are going to change based on uh, what happens. Also, the other thing is that, you know, maybe if there's a new build of a deck that appears, um, then it might change the way the deck is played. Like, um, I don't know if I... I don't know, Palkantillion, for example. You know, there are people who play it with um, four VIP paths. I think that's the most popular way to play it. Um, I'm um, in the, the US and probably in Europe as well, I think, based on what I remember from Bilbao. Uh, but there are also some lists which only have one VIP pass, no six Zagoon, but they play a bit more supporters and things like Rare Candy and the Quick Shooting Italian. <laughs> and I, I, I call this like the, the Japanese Palkia because I, that's the, the way the deck is played the most in Japan. And um, I, I feel like it's pretty well suited to the metagame right now. And, uh, you know, if, if maybe if people, uh, if that kind of deck performs well, then people who were playing Palkia might be like, okay, uh, I was playing, going to play Palkia, but I was going to play the other version, and now I might I should test this version because it's not that different from what I'm playing. It's still a Palkia deck, so I can I can try and change things um, this weekend, and then maybe some other people will be like, okay, Palkia with Rare Candy 1, um, how does that change when my my matchup against Palkia and <laughs> things like that? It's it's a bit it's hard to predict the the repercussions of any small change. To go off the uh, the Japanese Palkia list real quick, did either of you? We had Noah Yoshida on who got top four at NAIC with that version of the deck, and he said he read Takoya Yoneda's article the night before and changed his list to that list. Have either of you read Yoneda's article on the Capture Energy Rare Candy Palkia list? No, I haven't. It's really good. Highly uh, recommend. <laughs> I, 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 I heard of it. I heard of it because uh, some of the players in my testing group uh, were talking about that. But I'm, I'm definitely too lazy. To <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I, I, I've bought Japanese articles in the, the past before, but um, yeah, I, do, I didn't uh, read this one. Okay. Japanese articles are very good, so I had to bring it up. It's true. They're very good at writing what they do. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some questions from Twitter first as we get into the specific decks and things like that. So the first one comes from Logan Adams. What do you think is the better partner for Giratina? Arceus or the Lost Zone engine? So, uh, Stefan, what do you think? Arceus um, or Lost Zone? Lost Zone. So, okay, I'm a bit biased because at some point I thought that Arceus Giratina was probably very good because you could play it with Marnie, but the <laughs> so you would have the, the Marnie plan against Lost Zone decks where, you know, they try to build their hands uh, with uh, Colores and Comfy, and every turn you're like, oh, go back to four cards, and that's very annoying for them. And at the same time, you still hit for 200 damage. 
um, so you can do well against, um, you know, Arceus, Palkia, things like this. So in theory, it was very good. And then I, I, play, I tried playing, playing it in the Limitless Showdown, and I just bricked and bricked and <laughs> dropped. So uh, I'm, I'm a bit biased against the deck now. Um, that, that's but fair. Look at the, which, I mean, that's my own opinion. So I'm, I wouldn't want to, to play something like this again. But even if you just look at the, the results objectively, whether it's online tournaments, whether it's um, Peoria Originals, whether it's like the, the results we get from Japan right now, there's a lot of uh, city leagues happening in Japan. So, you know, tournaments that have between 50 and 100 players happening all over Japan, uh, pretty competitive uh, events. It's not exactly the same format as ours because we have a few cards that we don't have, like Serena and uh, the the energy that... Um, Oh, the healing uh, one, right? The one that, no, the energy that says that uh, the Pokemon it's attached to takes minus 30 from Pokemon V. Oh, yeah, guard energy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that might be it. I don't know. I don't remember the name. Okay. Uh, so they have a, a couple of cards like this that we don't have, which changes things a little bit. So, for example, um, their Giratina decks, uh, most of them play Temple of Sino which makes sense because you want to deal 280 damage to a V-Star, not 250. You want to be able to uh, go through that energy uh, when you're hitting for an Arceus V-Star or something like this. Mm -hmm. In any case, uh, basically, when I'm, I've been looking at these Japanese results and online events and so on, and Arceus Giratina exists. It has a couple <laughs> of results, but it's nowhere, n nowhere near as good as... Um, like it's, it's, It doesn't have nearly the same... Um, yeah, some success as the Lozon Gertina, which I think is the better way um, to build the deck. So to explain a little bit on this, <laughs> um, I think one of the strengths of Gertina is that it doesn't have any obvious weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can, uh, you, you have small attackers like Romorant and Sableye to deal with um, low HP Pokemon like Nosul Box, and you can also play Roxanne against them. You can deal big damage against V-Star Pokemon. You have the uh, the, the Star Requiem to one-shot um, big tank, tanky VMAX Pokemon. So you, you really have, I think, for every situation. And Arceus Giratina, when you play that, um, you have other uh, advantages, like you can disrupt the opponent quicker and play boss early in the game, whereas in the Lozon variant, you kind of have to play Calress mm -hmm. the first turn, the first two turns sometimes, so you cannot play boss as early. Um, but the deck has some weaknesses, but uh, like it has more weaknesses, right? Like you, it's not as easy to deal with um, with, with small Pokemon. Um, you don't have the option to deal with. Uh, the with like a uh, Max Pokemon as easily because you cannot use Tarakrium because you cannot put 10 cards in the lost zone. Um, so yeah, the deck has some strength, but it doesn't have, in my opinion, uh, the like it's not the best way to exploit Giratina's potential, I think. Alessandro, you won an SPE with a deck that played four Marnie, four Path. Do you like Arceus Giratina or do you also agree Lost Zone Arceus is better? Or Lasso and Giratina um, is better. I, I agree with Steffi. I agree with Steffi. Um, I mean, okay. I never play a single Arceus deck in any tournament. I don't like Arceus. 
I mean, I mean, it, it's definitely one of the best Pokemon I ever uh, printed, but uh, every time I play an Arceus deck, I break so <laughs> much, so, so much, so, no, no, I, I love a lot the Lost Box, uh, the, all the Lost Zone uh, engine, and I definitely agree with everything the boss has said. Perfect. The next question is going to be about Reggie's. So do either of you have experience playing Reggie's, or are you the top players who say, I'm not touching that deck with a 10-foot pole? Steph, you go first. <laughs> uh, I don't. I've very, I have very little experience with the deck. Uh, my what I've seen is basically, in theory, it's a great deck because it has a great meta spread. Um, it counters some popular things. You know, it's good against Palkia, for example. Um, you, it's it should be favored against um, Lost Toolbox. I mean, I, I think Chord beat it in top four or something or top eight, top four, I think. Um, Apparently. His opponent didn't actually attack, like, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a match, I don't know if it was in top cut or in rounds, where he was playing against Rishi Gas, and, um, yeah, the opponent was too slow, and obviously Tor's list is very consistent, like, that's a Tor deck. <laughs> so he so he managed to, to win the prize race, but I feel like when Rishi draws well, it should, go, it should be fast enough and win um, that matchup. The issue is that it's not consistent enough despite what everyone has been trying it looks like it's not doing as well um like it did very well in day one in peoria and mm -hmm. then very badly in day two a lot of top players were playing it i mean alex Ramansko wrote about it he said that basically yeah the deck was good <laughs> but uh, sometimes you break and you have no control over the over whatever happens and it's very frustrating so it feels like yeah it feels like a kind of deck um that can do very well like an objectively it's not a bad deck at all um but uh, it's it feels like a kind of deck that most um top eu players wouldn't really touch because we tend historically at least to not like not having control over the the outcome and not liking too much decks uh with um yeah that's basically mm -hmm. we are more intelligent than be basically <laughs> overall if, it, if that makes sense that makes sense. So, so from the sounds of it, and I want to point out too, at the time of recording, at the end of day one, Salt Lake City, Grant Manley was the first seed with Reggie's. Uh, Azul was on Reggie's. And that tells me fourth seed, Caleb Gedimer, was probably also on Reggie's. So it's an interesting, like you mentioned, top EU players, probably not. Top NA players, they apparently love Reggie's. <laughs> and I just want to point out that this is not like... I'm not saying that uh, we are right or whatever. Like, for example, yeah. um, I think, for example, Arceus with Bibarel is not something that many EU players um, like to play. I mean, I, I know that Andre won worlds with that, <laughs> but that's kind of the exception. Like, if you look at regionals, um, most people would prefer to play Arceus with Inteleon or even like weird stuff like the Arceus Sinchino deck that uh, Philip Schulz. Uh, invented and then one original one before disappearing because that's what philip does he, he <laughs> be like oh i haven't played in two years i'm gonna bring uh, some rogue creation but nobody has ever heard of he wins and then he goes back to the shadows so that's <laughs> uh that's that's his thing but um apart from that um yeah arceus beverall was not that popular for most uh, like most uh, originals last last season, uh, I know it picked up steam around uh, like the end, like at Milan special event. There was a lot of it um, from Italian players, at, mostly. Um, 
But that being said, just because we don't really like it doesn't mean like, first of all, Azul was absolutely fine with playing an Arceus Bivaral deck and he won an AC with that, right? So uh, it was clearly a good choice and a good deck and I'm not disputing that, but it might not just not, it might just be like the kind of risk that people, that for whatever reason, NA players might be more willing to take. So off of that, Alessandro... I'm going to say a very simple question. Maybe it's not simple at all, because it sounds like you don't touch Reggie's with a 10-foot pole. But if you are going to play Reggie's, because you, you were nodding your head during Stefan's stuff, so there's something about the inconsistency. Would you play Path to the Peak in order to improve certain matchups, like Empoleon, or against Empoleon? Or would you play Pokestop to improve the consistency of the deck? Up. Path. So do you think the yeah, tech... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm of course, one of the players who will never touch Reggie, not even with my brother's hand. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's not that I didn't test it, because uh, during before the tournament, uh, we, um, I'm talking, I'm, I'm sure I'm talking, like, uh, um, every competitive player, we test everything, because uh, mm. if there's a chance that the deck might be good, uh, you have to know it. Or at least you have to know how the deck works uh, in order to play against it. So, yeah, I tried a lot, kind of, a lot, <laughs> but uh, I literally never start to attack before the third, third turn. <laughs> and every time I face against the GGS, they always attack me during their first turn. <laughs> so it's, I, I think it's clearly all the rage hates me. <laughs> Even though one of my biggest uh, season was with uh, uh, Regigius, so I don't know why he hates me after all. But uh, yeah, I and I was so surprised about all of this love that uh, uh, all Americans players have to Reggie. I mean, uh, uh, I thought uh, about the Reggie that was a kind of meme deck, but uh, then uh, at worst, a lot of uh, good players uh, just. Uh, uh, play uh, Reggie, Lunarok. I was so surprised. And even uh, Pablo made uh, 17 plays with Reggie. So, chapeau. I mean, uh, it's, it's always, uh, uh, as, as Stefan said, uh, it's uh, a, a tricky deck because if the deck works and everything went well, it's a huge deck. You, you, you start attacking to the first turn, it runs smoothly, you can take uh, almost every deck in format, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you have the little touch in order to counter the counter. But uh, if the deck decides that uh, that's not his day, it's not his day, you have no control over it. Uh, I mean, we during the last, uh, during the end of the last season, uh, Stefan was one of the um, first player to uh, make a decent result with uh, decent because he just won one tournament, so it's a decent result <laughs> uh, with uh, with Inteleon, and uh, we start to play Inteleon uh, uh, massive for like uh, not just a supporter but all, also like uh, an attacker. And uh, during all the season, uh, we had the, the time to appreciate how the Inteleon engine works, and that's why for the words and uh, the rest of the season uh, all the players start to counter Intel because it's just too strong so if you pass from uh, an Intelion engine uh, to a Regigigas uh, it's a huge step it's a huge step even uh, even for me so 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm not one of the fan of Reggie. I, I don't blame you for uh, playing Reggie. I hope you all the good luck because <laughs> I, I would never have. So you can take the luck with Reggie. You need it. I also love how you said after all the Reggie you played, it's betraying you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it was it was my song. I out and he betrayed me. So yeah, no. I, I'm just playing the wrong Reggie. That's my that's my fault. I, th- I think Reggie was mad at you that you never used to attack with it, so it's not going to attack again. <laughs> actually, I, I attack a lot of with Giraffe, like with Upa, and never with Reggie. Actually, yeah, that's my fault. That's my fault. Uh, shout out to Bob McDougall for that question. Choi Boy asks, "Do you think there are some undiscovered Mirage Gate decks remaining in the format?" So I assume both of you watched the day one stream and saw Israel Sosa. Sosa, yeah, Lipio, yeah, definitely. I was I was talking about that before the um, because we, before we start recording, yeah, yeah, Sosa, Sosa, Sosa. <laughs> Shout out to Sosa who was on the meta discussion, and the other person on said, "What if we played Leafion?" And they both played Leafion. <laughs> But uh, that's a that's a new Mirage Gate deck. It did very well. Sosa's in day two. So, uh, Alessandro, you sounded the most excited about it. So, do you think there are other, maybe not Leafeon, but like any other undiscovered Mirage Day- Gate decks out there, or is Giratina just the best Mirage Gate deck? No, yes, for sure. I I think uh, cards like Mirage Gate uh, needs time to process. Uh, we need uh, to. Um, expand uh, our uh, uh, focus on the cards uh, we need time i think uh, yeah jetina is, is, is an amazing pokemon i mean he can eat for 280 he has no weakness uh, he's huge uh, he can one shot everyone with the gx yeah of course he's huge <laughs> it's huge <laughs> of course but uh, uh i i love uh play experimental deck uh, and um most of deck uh, doesn't really work well as a Giratina. So um, the, the problem with the Mirage Gate uh, is definitely they need uh, the Lost uh, Engine to work because uh, without that you don't have enough cards in uh, fast, at least. Uh, I know someone tried uh, the Gudra deck with the Lost Engine. Uh, I don't like it. I appreciate I appreciate the the Archer's Gudra version more. Agree. But um, yeah, uh, I, I was I was talking with uh, some other guys uh, about the uh, V Union deck because uh, I um, I don't know if I play against someone in ladder or something like that. There was this uh, Mewtwo V Union lost with uh, with the lost engine and the village gate uh, afterwards i will never play mewtwo v union again but uh, <laughs> i think i think uh, all the v union mechanics is uh, uh, deeply what's what's the kindest way to term it um, <laughs> it was not a completely success okay no. uh, but uh, we will have the lost engine for uh, a couple years at least even though I, I hope not, but uh, we will have for a couple of years. So maybe with the X, uh, EX, maybe with uh, something uh, with the Scarlet and Violet. I mean, uh, every card uh, that uh, allow you to attack more than one energy during one turn uh, is good. Literally every one of them. 
I, I even try to play Mummy Pride or Bida in my deck because uh, there's something. I, I haven't said there's something good, but at least there's <laughs> something. So something like Mirage Gate that literally uh, allows you to play every, even not the good Pokemon in your deck. Uh, I think I think it's uh, it's something at least you have to try. So yeah, of course, yeah. Giratina is maybe a little bit. Uh, too good, but uh, I think we will see something more. I hope so in the future. Stefan, are you in agreement, or do you think Giratina is the best partner for Mirage Gate? Um, it might be the best, but I still think that I agree. Of uh, even if it's the best, I agree that there's a lot of probably something to to find out, uh, something to discover with uh, with Mirage Gate at some point. And um, actually, there's one deck, but I, I don't think. I've seen basically at all, <laughs> um, which uh, has been played in Japan, and that is um, basically Lost Kyogre. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, the, it's basically used the Lost Engine with uh, so Comfy, Colres, and Cormorant. There's like a Sabla, you play Radiant Greninja to to draw cards, and the point is you basically draw a lot a lot of cards, basically your whole deck, and um, at the end of the, and you know, the, the character from Celebration has an attack for free energy, yeah. where you <laughs> discard five cards from the top of your deck, when you choose two Pokemon on the bench, of, on, your, on your opponent's bench, and you deal 50 damage times um, the amount of energy you discarded to them. So potentially 250 if you discarded two, two Pokemon, if you discarded five energy. And so the point is you basically draw through your whole deck, and then you use Redagio Cycler and Ordinary Rod to put cards back in the deck. You have Mirage Gate to get the energy on Kyogre, and you can basically close out the game and take like three, four, five prizes in one turn. Uh, this way, which you ha can set up before that, um, with things like Sableye, you can use Sableye to remove the Manafi, which obviously is an issue, and uh, things like this. And I've played around with it. Like, first of all, I didn't invent this. Uh, this was played in Japan by some good players. Um, in the, um, the Champions League, they had like a month ago, um, and it also, including, uh, it made top eight, uh, played by Yoshiyuki um, Yamaguchi, who is uh, one of Japan's top players. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also got second place in seniors, I think, something like this. Not the same list, but things like that. So, yeah, I don't know if it's... I haven't really seen the deck perform well in Japan since then, so if, I think they might have been relying on the element of surprise a little bit, uh, because having played with it, like, uh, it's very fun. Like, sometimes you you know you can feel, even for since you can feel that you open things very, very winning, and then suddenly <laughs> you're like, Okay, I'm gonna knock out. So yeah, I'm gonna play a huge turn and knock out two Pokemon V on your bench on the last turn, and they they don't really see it coming. Um, but I think if they see it coming, it's it's easier to counter. So I don't think it's like the the secret ultimate deck that. Stefan, uh, uh, you shouldn't spoil your deck for Lille. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I was more confident, if I had more play, if I was more confident with the deck, I might have played it. But honestly. Like, it's a deck where you win, you're like, okay, that was super cool, but if it, this was a best of three, uh, well, first of all, we might not have time to finish a best of three, but also, if they see what I do in the game one, then in game two, they just keep the mana fee for exactly the right time, and it's hard to 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 deal with it. So the deck has definitely some... Um, Memo. Some weaknesses, like, it can be countered by someone who knows the right way. more. <laughs> 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 but my point is uh, basically that, yeah, you know, there's, uh, I assume that 
at least some of the, the viewers uh, or the people, I don't know if it's, you don't say viewers for a podcast, right? The listeners, listeners yeah. uh, probably haven't um, heard of this deck. And so I'm not saying it's a secret deck, but has, but I wasn't discovered or anything, but it's just, yeah, but there are things to do with cards that you wouldn't think of at first glance. And probably at some point, someone will find um, a deck with Mirage Gate, a new partner for Mirage Gate that will, um, that will be surprising and that will do well. I'm not saying that it's going to be suddenly going to be the new tier one deck or tier zero deck and uh, take the, the, the whole world by storm or anything. But I think that, yeah, at some point you will see, uh, you know, uh, some, some regionals at, at a deck that will make top eight with Mirage Gate and something you want, you wouldn't expect. And obviously I don't know what, because uh, if it's undiscovered, it's undiscovered by myself too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Mirage Gate is going to be like, I with, with, uh, with uh, what Alessandro said, you know, it's like, Mirage Gate is like RCS. You can pair it with so many things. So at some point, there will be a Mirage Gate with some thing that we're not used to see with it. I love Mirage Gate. When I did the set review, I was like, this is one of the most broken cards ever printed. And I don't know if you it, agree or disagree with that, but <laughs> very good. I don't know if it's... But it's definitely like a very... A very format-defining card. Like, you, the fact yeah. that this ex exists uh, means that you have, like... It's interesting because you cannot, if you play it, you have to play a whole engine around it. Like you cannot fit it in any deck mm -hmm. or, or anything. So it's very strong, but it also forces you to to build a deck around that. And if you play around that, then the deck has some weaknesses. Like, for example, you have to play Colorized Experiment, so you're not as free to play um, over supporters. Uh, like if you play a deck around Colorized, then you're not going to be able to play money every deck. So you're going to have less disruption than something else. So it's definitely a card that's very powerful, but there's a, a trade-off for using it. You also have to be uh, to build your deck in a way that where you find losing resources because you <laughs> you have to send things to the lost zone, and sometimes you have to send things that are like good cards <laughs> in the lost zone. So it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, how much it is being played, especially as new cars get added to the to the pool, as new sets get released. Um, we'll, we'll I'm always curious uh, about the details behind uh, the uh, the concept of these cards. I mean, uh, uh, they decide uh, when they created the Mirage Gate uh, that in order to play, you have you need seven cards. Why seven? Six are too low, eight are too much. How many games do they play in order to uh, decide right. that seven right. cards is exact? I mean, supply just take 10 because uh, how many? Yeah, 10. Yeah, 10. <laughs> ten, ten. Yeah, ten. You just around. It's good. But seven. Why seven? I like seven. I like the number seven. But why seven? Six, eight, uh, maybe they, you know, nine. They probably tested it. They were probably like, okay, so. Um, if you use one comfy and call rest um, on turn one, and then comfy and call rest on turn two, that's six cards. So we want to make it a little bit harder, but not that much harder. You know, it's okay, cordless. Well, uh, then you need uh, another cordless, another other two yeah. comfy. Yeah, I, I think or I'm gonna ask Tord. I think I'm gonna. I, I think Tord has something to do in this. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably just a lot of playtesting from. Um, um, like the labs, trainers. like I actually think that um, they we it might not always look like it, but I think there's a lot of thought that comes that goes into designing cards, even cards where, where we think it's stupid. Because when it comes to like uh, the main archetypes we want to push, 
it feels like they know what they want to, which boundaries they want to push and which they don't want to push, you know, like, okay, now we have Mirage Gates, a card that uh, can activate energy to any Pokemon, but still they're like, okay, it's, we're still going to make it two different energy cards, so you cannot just um, put this in Dialga and put two Metal Energy on Dialga or something mm -hmm. like this. Um, and um, they've, you have the, obviously the fact that he's gated by the, the, the the lost zone mechanics, so you have to play this in a lost zone deck. So um, it feels like they've tested and they're like, okay, is this too broken? Is it, is someone gonna do something too crazy with this? And they said, and they made it, they made sure that it wasn't too too broken. Like I'm not saying that the designers see everything or anything, but I feel like um, yeah, when they make the the main decks, like the the main cards, like Arceus, Palkia, and so on, they they don't do things at random. They gave us Pidgeotto you... control. They do not see yeah, everything. Yeah, I was exactly asking about that. What do you think they uh, they thought when uh, me and Sander just uh, make uh, like uh, a lot of people say to us uh, we we ruin the experience of the game when we play something oh. like Pidgeotto or Gigas uh, or uh, something like that. So I mean, do you, do you think like... they they think about it? Did they predict so, it? Probably not. But you know that Sander has a theory that there's like one guy in the design team who just sneaks in cards that can be played in control like people are like oh yeah we need some random uh, item card uh, for this set uh, do something <laughs> he's like yeah i'm gonna do some random item card that no one will will care about and then he but he creates like um the what, what, uh, cheap cheap ice axe or things like this you know yeah. he's like yeah it's just some random card you look at cards from the deck it's fine and then <laughs> and i don't know if you noticed like, yeah, but they stop uh, to print a card that discard a card from your opponent's deck. They stop printing it. Now, every card that has the same effect, it just uh, took a card and put in the deck, like in the bottom of the deck, the shuffle in the deck. They, st they stop to, uh, to mm. printing like that. I think we have Give me Mars back. Easy... Give me Mars back. Give me Mars back. I love, I love Mars. Give me Mars back. Yeah, because we only have Bunnelby, Misfortune Sisters, right, from the deck, and nothing from the hand? Or there's the like hand. a Reviled uh, from uh, the hand, uh, I think? Yeah, there's something like one. Oh, Berserker. There we go. But, also... you, you have, but you have to flip, and you have to pick just the item card. Yeah. So I mean... give, give me something that uh, check your opponent's hand. Ooh, I don't like this. Yeah, go ahead. There, 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 is a, there is something like a, a mismatch or something like that that uh, uh, took out uh, cards from the opponent's deck and the shuffle, but they shuffle, they stop discarding. Why? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I like to ruin the experience for my opponent. Just <laughs> give me something for that. Off of that, actually, that's a good transition into something I wanted to bring up. Oh, wait, do you have something, Stefan? I was just thinking about, like, I know it's not exactly what you what you're thinking about, but they're still Durant in the format. You know, you can still just man, man, you have no idea how much I test Durant. <laughs> you have no idea. I test Durant with the Sincero, with the Piparella, with the Radiant Venus, or with the sister, without the sister, with the you have no idea how much all all all, all of the people I I bring with me in this hey i need to test please no durant <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean i haven't started yet why you have to say something like this so yeah durant uh, doesn't work right now but uh, i would keep trying so i want to since we're on the control topic so sander isn't going to lil 
and decided to leak the updated Mewtwo control list or the updated Mewtwo stall. It's like, it's mm-hmm. now a hybrid. There's more control elements than pure stall in it. The mm-hmm. fact that Sander leaked it, does this mean it's something on your radar? Maybe not to play, but something like, hey, I should tech for this or I should be concerned a little bit about Mewtwo V Union? Or do you think, hey, Sander leaked to the deck, cool, no one's going to play it or no one I care about is going to play it. Like, maybe someone will play it, obviously. Um, Alessandro, you were shaking your head no. So you're saying no. No. I mean, a lot. Um, I'm a streamer, <laughs> I'm a YouTuber. And uh, I'm also a competitive player. The same as uh, Tord, the same as Sander, the same as uh, Azul, the same as more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my team, I mean, I'm not uh, in a team uh, with anyone, but uh, in the circle of people, uh, the players who test with me, uh, there are some uh, players. So uh, I will never play during my live stream uh, or uh, I will never put uh, in one of my video deck uh, the deck uh, or the touch of the deck uh, that I choose to play in the next tournament. That will be disrespectful for uh, all of the people who play with me. So I think, uh, I mean, maybe it's not the case for everyone. Maybe it's not, but uh, I'm talking for myself as a streamer and competitive player. If you uh, saw something, uh, maybe uh, I'm lazy guy. So maybe sometimes I miss something. It's my fault. But most of the time, if I show something during the stream, they are always uh, general testing. So I'm testing the general list, all the lists that they are, they are, uh, you can find in Limitless uh, that you can find. Uh, I Most of the time, I always put the source in my uh, in my stream. So, hey, this is the deck list I'm playing. You can find it here. So if I found the deck list, you can find yourself too. So uh, I'm completely transparent for that. But uh, if I'm playing, if I'm testing something for the tournament, you will never know because uh, that will not just affect my game, my uh, personal uh, results. So even that it would be good or bad, it doesn't matter, but uh, it will affect uh, the work of the people that are working and testing with me. So I think uh, that if Sander put that deck, uh, he, uh, I, I follow him on, uh, on Twitch. I watch him in, uh, while he was playing. So, uh, Probably he already knew that uh, he will not come to Lille because uh, he didn't take the ticket. And that's a shame, Pokemon, that's a shame. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think uh, he would uh, play that deck either because uh, he testing during the stream. And uh, if you test during the stream, uh, you lose uh, the surprise effect. If you thought about all the decks that Sander played during the last season, he started with uh, the Zora control in Liverpool, huge uh, results, and then took away. Then he started with the Umbreon stall, huge results in the European, in the European, then away. Mewtwo Union, they were every different of that deck made a result because of the surprise effect, because uh, each of those uh, has uh, some uh, really clarify and uh, specific weakness that if the opponents knew about that, the deck will always lose. But of course, it's the first time that you saw it, you can't win about that because you don't know that weakness. And that's why I, I will not prepare against that deck. Um, and uh, if some, I mean, 
I know the deck list, so I know how the deck works and I'm preparing a strategy, but uh, I will not attach specific for, uh, for that. I do want to say too, uh, I've definitely taken a deck from your video to a league cup and been very successful. So <laughs> even, even if they're not techs, the 60s that you stream are very good. Thank you. Thank you. I think what Alessandro says applies mostly to, to control decks, right? Because um, you have like, in the past we've had like, I don't know, Tord was last season when he was streaming, he was streaming a lot of Urshifu and he was saying, yeah, my, he was not saying I'm going to play Urshifu. He was, he, he would, yeah, he, he would test out of Urshifu saying, yeah, testing for EUIC or whatever. And then he shows up to a UIC and he's playing Urshifu. So um, some people are not as, like, they, they probably wouldn't post their exact deck list or anything, but they wouldn't shy away from testing decks that they on stream that they actually think about um, about playing. But uh, I agree, yeah. but you don't yeah, want it's to. Kind of Tord, uh, Tord is it's kind of a god, so <laughs> you can do. I'm not good as him, so I need uh, I need a little bit of vantage sometimes. Like even like, okay, Azul for example is the same, right? Like he was playing Arceus Pika uh, on stream, from people said before NAIC, and he was like, yeah, this deck is good, and uh, I don't think he said I'm definitely gonna play this because. Yeah, that that's my point. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, even... for, the, for for the specific tech, probably it's uh, it's a control uh, thing. Yeah, that's it. I I agree with you. Like, I don't think I I think that you know good control players, as you said, they use the element of surprise. And what really makes the deck good is that people don't exactly know what there's in it. So if even if the Sunder is like, yeah, okay, this deck is uh, is good, but I'm not here to play it, and my friends don't want to play it or whatever, even if he if he legitimately believes in the deck, if someone picks it up now. Um, if someone is like, oh, but it looks too cool, Sondor is a good player, um, he posted a list, so I'm going to play this list. Um, first of all, it's hard to learn a control deck in, in one week, especially if you're not used to that kind of deck. And second, yeah, if people have seen the, the deck before, it's not going to be as good. So, um, I, I, don't, I mean, usually people don't just pick up control decks like this. It's, it's such a style from what most people are playing, but... Um, you're going to see very, very few people um, pick up a deck. And it, those who do, it's mostly, they're mostly going to be just like, oh, I don't know what to play. So I was like, sure, why, why not try something completely, completely crazy? And, uh, and you know, you never know what can happen. But that's not really the most... Uh, um, like, yeah, it's not... It's not, you guys are not the most competitive players, I think. Yeah, it's not easy um make... Uh, not, not only a good result with uh, uh, a counter deck, but also... Um, if you have to play a nine round tournament uh, and then you have to think about uh, a possible day two, it's not easy to uh, stay focused uh, for a long time that a control decks most of the time require. I mean, uh, I remember, uh, um, I, I don't remember if it was uh, Regigigas or PGO or something like that, but uh, there was a, a specific tournament when uh, a lot of players asked me the list. Uh, and um, I was, uh, yeah, I already played in the tournament, so it's public, but uh, yeah, take the list, you can try it. And uh, after that, a lot of people say, no, nah, man, I, I give up. I decide to play anything else because uh, uh, I can't uh, reach the end of the tournament with this. And yeah. 
I'm as I, as I told before, uh, I'm not uh, as young uh, as uh, uh, most of the other guys that uh, came to the tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's really some fun, but it, it, it's not the same. Uh, during the last tournament in Bilbao, I played an Intelion deck, and uh, nine rounds with an Intelion deck where uh, every time uh, you have to pick the specific cards, you have uh, to not uh, waste any uh, resource you have in the deck. Uh, it's not like uh, um, you're playing, uh, I don't know, um, I'm thinking about a, a, an easy deck, uh, a deck where you don't need to make a so lot of reading, like Yeah, <laughs> Duraladon. Uh, yeah, Duraladon, okay, so it's not like Duraladon when you have to attack the energy to Duraldon and then, and then attack, attack, attack because you are too huge to in order to make a knockout. Uh, sometimes uh, you also have to think about uh, your uh, physical and mental status. Do you think uh, you are prepared to play a, 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 a mental deck for nine rounds? Yes, you can prepare it, you can test it, but if it's the first time you play that deck, you don't have enough experience, you are not ready to play it, then during the tournament you will be slow. And uh, if a deck, uh, something, a deck like uh, the standard uh, post-it, you, uh, you need a lot of time to understand how it works uh, and uh, which cards took in every specific uh, situation. And if you are too slow and maybe you lose the first one, uh, you lost uh, the best of three because uh, most of the time that deck can't allow to lose the first one. So yeah, what's the the, the difficult of the uh, deck that uh, Stefan is talking about? Uh, it's something that uh, all of you shouldn't really talking about the the. the the listeners, not uh, Stefan, Stefan, I can do whatever he wants. <laughs> um, <laughs> you really need to, to focus on that. Uh, be confident uh, in your specific skill and not that, oh, I like it, this deck, it's shiny, let me play it. Uh, this is exactly what I do with Togekiss in the European Cup and it did not went well. So don't be like me. Okay. <laughs> a deck because it has only gold cards in it. Play something good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so embarrassing. What are you playing? Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, let me... How's your family? Yeah, talk about that. <laughs> it was so embarrassing playing Tarkis. Sorry about that. Another question that kind of goes off the... It's less about Lil specifically and more just I have two top players here and I think this question is perfect for listeners, but I'm going to be honest a little bit myself too. <laughs> this comes from Insane Teaser from Twitter. What is your approach for finding your tournament decks? Are you with testing groups, testing specific matchups? Are you grinding a bunch of PTCGO to figure out, okay, this is the deck and then you're going to go test? Are you going to, you know, Alessandro, you stream obviously. So are you going to grind a bunch on stream and then go from there? Like, how do you actually come up with this is the deck I'm going to play? Or is it all theory and you're like, oh, Duraladon's good for this tournament. I'm going to bring Duraladon with like zero games under your belt. Uh, Stefan, can you start us off? What is your approach for finding your tournament deck? Honestly, most of the time I try to, when a new format comes out, I'm very motivated to test. So I try a lot of, lot of decks that seems good or seem popular to, to know. And then 
I tend to focus on a few which I end up liking. You know, I'm, I'm like, okay, um, I, this is a deck I like, this I don't really like the, the idea, so uh, I'm not going to focus on that too much. I'm going to focus on something else. Um, I might come back to that deck like later on and be like, wait, actually, this deck, I never took time to, to test it, but actually, it, it seems good right now, so let's try it out. Uh, but yeah, mostly I, I focus on a, on a couple of decks, and uh, I play them a lot on DCGO, and I try to, to find uh, new ideas, new new tech. I'm, I'm like, I look at the metagame, and I try to, to find... Um, like if there, if there are any new texts, any new cards that I could play in the day, even if they're not like strictly optimal, uh, sometimes having a, you know, a card that is not usually played in your archetype for original, that's good because people will, they will play around uh, the normal things, uh, but they might not expect like uh, a Leon in a, in a deck or something like this if it's not played usually. And that can, that can sometimes just give you win because the opponent will feel safe in a substitution when you play the Leon and you, you win a game. And even if they know about it for the rest, then you already won game one. That's already a lot. Um, so I try to, so yeah, I, I try to focus on, on, on some decks. I also talk with some players, um, both local players like in France and um, some people uh, internationally, like Alessandro, for example. <laughs> And uh, and then when he remembers to answer me on Discord, of course. Don't talk to me at 4 a.m., Alessandro. I'm very busy sleeping, and by sleeping, I mean watching League of Legends. But <laughs> oh, me too, me too. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm not playing it. I've stopped playing it. But I I, I keep watching the the World Championships. So that's but oh, sorry, I'm not very productive, and I I don't play this very well in in October. That's my <laughs> that's my mistake. I should play, put Lila another another time because. I, I'm not my most productive month, but whatever. Um, in any case, um, yeah, I, I, I focus on a few decks, and then I decide based on, uh, yeah, based on what I feel like the metagame is going to be like. I'm like, okay, I think that um, um, this can be a good choice. For example, in um, all, for example, like, my most recent results uh so i'm going to place in the Bilbao special event a month ago and i played jordan and i felt for I, I felt for a while that jordan was a good deck um that people would underestimate because it's, it's very it's quite linear it's not the most uh versatile deck that uh, you could play but i felt okay it's a good choice in the meta game because um people like palkia and the matchup against palkia is pretty decent. Um, they play stuff like, like the, even the Mew, which is a bad matchup usually. Uh, when people play Mew with only double turbo energy, which is, which was becoming and is now um, the most uh, popular way to play Mew, um, that's a better matchup than the classic list, because if you go first, they cannot take a knockout on turn one, so you have time to evolve and uh, set up on turn two. And, you know, some other things like this, like I was like, okay, against uh, things like Arceus Pikachu, uh, things are fine, and so on. So I was like, okay, but I have a list that I've been playing for a long time. Like I've been playing sort of the same list uh, online for, for months and months. So not all the time, but sometimes I was like, yeah, let's see if Arceus Dragon is still good. And I was like, okay, it's good. And then I wouldn't actually play the originals, but this time I was like, okay, I, I'm going to take the risk because I feel like it's good and I don't really have a, a better play, but... Um, yeah, I, I felt it was a, a good choice. So it's mostly, mostly that. Usually I don't know what I'm playing a week before the event. 
um, or I, I start having an idea about um, about a week before or, or something. But like, for example, to be uh, <laughs> transparent here, I don't know what I'm playing. I have some ideas, a um, couple decks that I think are good, but I haven't made my choice yet um, for Lille uh, next weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that uh, you know uh, at some point I'll find the motivation. I'm like, okay, let's grind some games on TCGO. I mostly play on TCGO. Uh, let's grind some games on TCGO. Um, see what um, with uh, the two or three decks that I'm thinking about. Um, if there's something like that uh, shows up in uh, if, if there's a deck like in top eight in uh, in Salt Lake City where I'm like, oh, actually, I haven't, I didn't think of that or. I really like this list. I should try it out. I mean, I'm probably gonna try it out as well, mm -hmm. and uh, and yeah, probably hope try to have decided on like by the the middle of the week, and then play some more games just to be more confident with the deck. Alessandro, so basically, it. What a, that was perfect. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Alessandro. What about you? Are you kind of like the same as Stefan's? Are you gonna prepare for a deck or prepare your deck differently? Like, how are you gonna come up with your deck? I think uh, everything that you said before and Stefan said now, all of that. So for this tournament, uh, uh, the week before Peoria, I just uh, waste time to um, check everything. Uh, so uh, collect the cards online, uh, collect the cards in real. Uh, uh, just waste time waiting for uh, a meta, for the definition of uh, a meta. After Peoria, I think uh, uh, there was uh, seven, maybe eight deck that came out uh, of Peoria. So I start with that, all the deck list. Uh, so a, a lot of work is just uh, uh, discuss, it's just a theoretic thing uh, based on uh, the, the test. Uh, the PTGO is definitely not the best software, but it's everything we have. So we, we I use it a lot. Both in ladder and uh, with uh, private games because uh, playing in the ladder is useful because uh, sometimes uh, you can face uh, against uh, a, a regular deck with a particular deck list or sometimes uh, you face against a particular deck. So it's useful to check everything. Then uh, I start to focus on the specific matchup. Once you, as the same of Stefan, uh, there are some decks that I like to play. There are some other decks that I would never consider to play. So I focus on the what I like and uh, how make what I like uh, a good choice for the tournament. If what I like is definitely not a good choice for the tournament, uh, I have two choices. Change deck. Uh, Oh, I knew I would bet sometimes I choose the second one, but uh, sometimes I change my deck. Uh, um, right now, I, uh, same of Stefan, I, I sometimes uh, I already have a specific deck in mind, but most of the time I just uh, took every second I have to uh, perfect my deck list. And uh, I always choose the deck before uh, the tournament, literally the day before the tournament because uh, I have the possibility to use the time, so I use it a lot. Uh, right now I like uh, QRM and Giratina because uh, they have uh, even matchup against uh, most everything, so I like those decks. Uh, I always try for anti-meta 
I always try to find an antimeter because uh, that's the way I like to play. That's the way I like to uh, approach a tournament. Uh, I like to think different. So I always try to, um, to find something different. Uh, actually, Stefan do the same because if you uh, check his, uh, his results during the years, uh, every deck he played was a strong deck, consistent one, very defined. But most of the time, it was not the tier one deck. So I, I even remember when uh, it was uh, when we won the NIC for the first time. That Zorak was not the um, the common deck. So and even yeah. the, the last time in uh, in Bilbao, he didn't win. But uh, someone, not me, not me for sure, but someone. Uh, might thought that Duran Ludon wasn't the best deck. I, I always support him, uh, <laughs> but I know for sure that someone uh, fought different, and still he made uh, amazing results with it. And... I mean, I, I don't consider myself a, a rogue player because I, I like usually when I play a deck, I feel like it's one of the best deck. It's just I feel like it's underrated, like things like Zoark, Abodor, and AIC, or Arsutari done this time, or um, Green's Blaze Cephalon uh, back in uh, two years ago, uh, two, three years ago in uh, in Bochum. Uh, things like this, but... Man, you, you, I, I remember you, you, you play, play Okawe in Frankfurt, man. <laughs> man, you, you made day two, and I remember I came to you, man. Man, you put Kawa in your deck. Why? You have Kawa in your deck. And you were just, uh, it's good. It's good, so I'm playing. And then again, in uh, in um, in England, uh, Arrogate or something like that, you were playing Electrode because you suicide the Electrode and you take the, I mean, uh, yeah, you, you, you always, and, and you always did well. Uh, you, you're, you always did well. That's so annoying. You play every, you, uh, you don't always pick uh, the best deck. Actually, you most of the time you never pick the the good deck, yeah. and you still made uh, sometimes a too good result with it. That's so annoying. You're really too good. Like I, I put a lot of thought about why I'm taking it. Like I, I, the last there was one time I like last season for the only time where, well, no, not the only time, but um, I played Arthur's into Leon, which was like clearly a tier one deck that everyone knew about in Bremen, and I got top four with it. But I felt like okay, this is the right time to play it because um, the shifts in the meta game mean that people are reacting to other things, and it's gonna be the right choice. And then when we hit, after that uh, in Milan, I was like. I don't want to think too much about that. I'm just going to play the same deck. It's just good. Uh, it's not just into Leon. It's, it's good and so on. And I just got destroyed because it was a bad choice in the beta game. And I just because I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'll just play the same thing. And that thing was actually bad <laughs> now because everyone was playing Arceus Bipawel with Jolteon. Yeah. Like, uh, or not Bipawel, but just Jolteon. Depends on the on the deck. And um, and yeah, it was just the meta game. The, the the meta was bad for the deck now. Just one week after that, even though it was the end of the format, and I felt like people wouldn't change what they were playing from before. But um, I yeah, I didn't take into account the fact that the meta in, in, in Italy would be different, and I got punished for it. <laughs> so yeah. yes, it's not just picking the the best deck or even a deck that did very well before. Um, yeah, sometimes you have to. You know, Kevin, the difference between me and Stefan is uh, 
I, I play a lot of shit. I mean, I don't know if I can say that. Uh, a lot of interesting <laughs> deck. Okay. I'm playing a lot of interesting deck. And Stefan play a lot of interesting deck too. The difference is uh, his uh, interesting deck works. Mine not. So that's the difference between... Uh, between us, that's that's why he the he's play. yeah. Are you still first in Europe? No, well, he's he's, uh, he's one of the best, and I uh, I'm one job just one of the oldest. <laughs> that's not true, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have one last question about Lil. There's been like a ton of great information in general, so I hope everyone listening isn't like, oh, this has just been about Lil. There's been so much stuff to go to every regional or IC ever. <laughs> But uh, let's go a little specific for this one. This is a question I always like to ask. Let's say someone's listening. They've been playing a lot of decks, a lot of meta decks. They just want CP. They want their 450. Is that what it is in Europe? Uh, 350. 350. Oh my gosh, that's so easy. They want their 350 <laughs> CP to get to Yokohama. What deck would you recommend they're good at everything they're not great at anything what is the safe play for that top 128 maybe top 64 cp uh alessandro i have i have no idea stuff you <laughs> um palkia or garretina i think they're just two of the best decks they don't have huge weaknesses um and um yeah, they, yeah, just, yeah so you, just, you have to find someone that uh, hasn't a specific uh, weakness. Uh, in this meta, you can you can go for uh, which pack? Intelion or Okurem? Intelion, sorry. Intelion. I, I feel like the deck. Okay, so I think that Palkia. Well, I'm not a big fan of Kurem Palkia personally. But I like Kurem. Why don't you like Kurem? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Just like, honestly, just, I'm just. Just by so I just so the deck was like I'm not feeling it, but maybe at some point I'll try. You know, maybe in like three weeks I will play the deck and I will be like, wait, this is actually good. Why didn't I play that sooner? <laughs> um, you you never know, but I don't know. Having faced it, I I mean I've tried it a little bit. I wasn't that convinced, but maybe I should give it a another try. That's not anyway. Uh, but yeah, Valkia Curum I think will be popular because as we've seen, it's been popular in the US and. Um, also, yeah, I think that it's from what I've seen, it's pretty popular in France as well. So I should, I would expect it to be uh, played. Even though obviously I don't know every single French player or whatever it will play, um, but um, yeah, Palkia and Leon tends to be favored against Palkia Curem because of several things, like mostly the fact that Curem uh, Palkia has to fill out their bench to do things, so that obviously helps um, over Palkia decks and. Um, uh, yeah, and I think it's just a, a good deck that hasn't that yeah it has multiple like the, the thing with Palkia and with Georgina as well is they have multiple modes of play. So you can like you know you have multiple threats. You have the the big V star, but you can also attack with Radiant Granger and and do things. So uh, the opponent has to play Manafi, and then you have things to knock out Manafi, and you can do other things, uh, which I think um, is something that's for uh, someone who's pretty good i think it's uh it's good to have this kind of um to to have uh, these options if for someone who might be uh, a bit less experimented um yeah less, less experienced i guess and uh who wants points um 
I think maybe rigidity gas is the maybe rigidity is the best choice. It's it's riskier for sure, but it's not too hard to play. And if you hit the right matchups, you can definitely go very far with it. Um, so yeah, if you're feeling a bit, if you're like, oh, I don't really have the skill to play Palkia or whatever, because you have never played it and you don't want to pick it up in one week, which I understand. Um, Regis, I think, is uh, a decent choice. I want to defend Kyurem real quick, just because. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it gives. And I was the same way, and then one of my locals has played it a ton. He did very well in Peoria with it, and it's like, okay, I got to try the deck. It gives me. It's less fun than attacking Macargo was. Oh, that deck was great. Or like a little less fun than <laughs> Colossal and Expanded was, and that's why I'm I'm putting that one to you because i know you played yes, a lot yeah. of that one you know the yes, smooth over instruct etc right but i were thinking about coastal now yes <laughs> you great. have I'm so happy to be here. I, I love that deck <laughs> i'm i'm gonna mess around with expanded kiram and in, in a little bit for that exact reason the smooth over anyway not the point uh irida lets you tutor very similarly to smooth over you still have the orangru and then unlike colossal but like macargo you have those big oko hits so it's it is a pretty fun deck when you kind of think of it that way. At least for me, it was like, okay, I'm still searching my deck for anything I want with Irida. I'm still doing the cute little combo to get Okos. So Kiram was more fun than I thought it was after I played it a few times. Yeah, I can see that. Makes sense. Alessandro, what is the safe play? Or do you agree with Stefan on the Palkia slash Regis? Um, I, think, uh, I think actually it's not an easy question. I mean... Uh, um if you just uh, check the um, the most popular deck for uh, Salt Lake City, first place uh, Giratina, second place uh, Qrem, I guess third place Palkia. Yeah. Those are the most popular deck. So uh, as Stefan was saying, they are the most popular deck because uh, they don't have uh, specific weakness, but they are uh, very uh, complex deck, they have uh, an answer to almost every situation. Because uh, with Giratina, for example, you can hit uh, a lot of damage with the attack, you can one shot with the V star, but you can also attack with the single star prize like uh, Cramorant, Sublime, blah 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 blah, etc. etc. And th this is the same stuff for uh, Pike Intelion and Pike Curem. Uh, because Curem uh, uh, is, I think Curem right now is the only Pokemon uh, that can actually one shot everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a good thing, but uh, it can also uh, pick uh, the single prize attacker with Empoleon. Yes, um, I mean, all of those uh, decks are very popular because they're very good. That's just one thing. They are very popular and they're very good. So that means. Uh, you will probably face a lot of mirror play. So I think you have uh, three choice for uh, a tournament. Uh, that's be beside, be beside your skill. I mean, uh, that's it's different from player to player. So you can pick uh, the best deck, and those three are right now mm -hmm. uh, some of the best deck in format. And when you pick uh, be the best deck, you know for sure uh, um, three stuff. The first one, people already know your deck. So, yeah, you can pick some text, uh, but uh, most of the time uh, people already knew about that. So you don't have the surprise factor. Second, uh, people already know your battle deck and they know how to play against it. And they maybe are even tech against you because uh, you are playing the best deck. So they already 
want to don't lose against you <laughs> and third you uh, have to prepare the mirror match because uh, the mirror match most of the time mirror match uh, is always uh, um, if you go first or if you go second or uh, if you just draw better you win most of the mirror match are, are um, on that but sometimes you can find a specific way to play the mirror match that make you win so you have to prepare it and that's a good call it's I, I don't I don't want to say it's good or bad. It's just one of the possibilities. The second possibility, uh, like uh, Stefan is saying, is playing something like Regi. Regi is uh, uh, Regi or Zor uh, Arc or not the Tiger One deck. Uh, I don't think Regi is the Tiger One. It's just a little bit under, but uh, I mean you got it. Um, it's uh, higher risk, higher reward. So if you if your deck works well, if everything goes fine, if your uh, uh, pairings, because uh, pairings are everything in the tournament, so if your pairings uh, collaborate, you can go well, you can even win the tournament. So I don't think uh, Reggie is uh, one of the safe plays, but it's definitely an high risk, high reward plays. So yeah, you can pick it, and there are a lot of decks like uh, Reggie. Uh, I'm sometimes goes well sometimes goes bad but for sure you will face less mirror match compared to uh, the first tire one deck the last option is uh, play something else so you have uh, not not necessarily an anti-meta but uh, make something like uh, sosa you play in lithium it's not uh, an anti-meta because, uh, uh, yes, it's an outsider, but uh, it doesn't have answer to just a specific deck. Yeah, it's just a, a different one. Uh, pros and cons. Uh, your opponent doesn't know your list. Your opponent doesn't know your deck. Your opponent doesn't know how to play against you. Con. If you are not playing one of the best deck in format, maybe your deck is not one of the best deck in format. So you have to put something else in it, the surprise factor, the skill, or, or something like that. And this is also a high risk, high reward uh, call. So yeah, this, is, this is definitely the, the most difficult thing uh, to do. This is definitely the, uh, the choice behind um, all of us uh, spend most time. The, choose the the peak of the deck this is definitely the the most difficult then uh, you can uh, find a lot of help finding the perfect list uh, attaching the the good matchup uh, playing the deck uh, smoothly but uh, the choice uh, is something that one everyone has to do by yourself so uh, don't just don't make it uh, too late uh, don't pick the deck literally at 4 a.m before the tournament <laughs> literally don't do that Maybe I midnight. It's it's fine. Eleven o'clock, one o'clock <laughs> maybe, but nothing goes uh, well after the two p two a.m. So every, every everyone uh, already watched our your mothers know that. So don't do anything after two a.m. So the teacher and me would like to summarize a couple of things for everyone from all of this because I think it's really important. That I think everyone's been listening, absorbing a lot of stuff, but there's been a couple things out of this meta discussion that are really important. And uh, you two can correct me if I'm wrong, if I miss something, but I asked a couple very simple questions to two of the best players in the game. And it was, okay, what are some of the decks? 
neither of you gave a specific answer for what the metagame is. You both gave points on how to metagame, which is incredibly important. And so you're both like, you have to look at these results. You have to see what everything's going on. You have to look at the deck list and then make those decisions. It's not as simple as prepare for Kirim because it's Kirim, but it's look at the Salt Lake results, look at the Peoria results. So metagaming isn't as simple as it's ABC that you have to worry about, but it's a ton of different information that you really have to consider. Would you agree with those two or that one? Yeah. And then the second thing is I asked what is normally, again, a pretty simple question of what is a safe play for CP? And Alessandro gave an incredibly long response. And Stefan, you gave a pretty long one, too, though. You actually did come to a couple of deck suggestions of it really isn't as simple as this deck is good, play it. There's a lot of considerations that come into play, and you really have to take all of these things that Alessandro gave a little list. Stefan, you didn't give a list, but you said a lot yeah, of the same so stuff. You told me, don't be too long. Sorry. I completely, <laughs> I completely No, you're, you're good. You're good. I think that's important of like, because I normally ask that question. We almost always get a response of like, oh, you play Palkia because it's Palkia. Done. And you both no, did a good I, job of. I, I would never do that. Uh, basically, I don't take the responsibility. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you, I, I would never say just play Palkia, it's good. Then you play Palkia, you did wrong everywhere. You you lost everything at UPM. Me, hey, I play Palkia as you say, and I suck. What the, what are you <laughs> suggesting me? Don't do that. I mean, I mean, I don't take the responsibility. Just, <laughs> I mean, it's not for enough for me making my peak. I don't want to uh, call your peak. So. Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm also trying to be I don't I don't know if teacher is the right word but I I'm trying to be um, someone that helps you to reach an answer. I don't want to give you the answer. I I don't have my answer. Like how can I give you the answer? So you have to I'm trying to help my community. It's most an Italian community because I always uh, speak in Italian, but. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to learn English as my best, so if anyone asks, uh, I, I always answer to everyone. So I'm trying to help the people understand how this works. I, I'm not one of the, play, the best because uh, I, I never I never wanted, I mean, I tried, but uh, I never played the, the best deck. So I, I can help you understand how this game works. But then it's all up to you. You have to pick the deck, you have to pick the deck list, you have to pick the everything so you have to not make mistake when you play so you have to not uh, take uh, penalties you have to it's your tournament i, I can prepare that that's one of the main reasons why i don't do coaching i don't want to be uh, completely responsible for your game mm -hmm. i can help you uh, prepare at your best but then it's up to you i, I would never give you the answer there's a saying. I don't know the <laughs> There's a saying in English. I don't know if either of you are familiar with it. And it probably doesn't translate well, but it's "Give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man a fish, he eats for his entire life." And I feel like both of you have done a good job of that in this entire thing of just like teaching. This is how you prepare. Now go do it yourself. So 
It's been yeah, it's... yeah I'm, I'm familiar with that, and I agree. But uh, that's because we are old. I mean, uh, <laughs> Stefan is, is even older than me. But, I mean, he's not playing since uh, long than me, but he's even older. So, uh, oh, yeah. wow, the time, please. <laughs> no, I, I, I born in October. Uh, you born earlier. <laughs> so you're you're older. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think we are experienced enough uh, uh, to uh, try to give something to the to the players to the people uh, i i also think that uh, new player i mean understand me compared to me almost everyone is new player so um i, I think a lot of new player has a lot to do to this game um i'm watching uh, um i mean i i know european player more than american player of course i'm european so uh, I know them well, but uh, uh, a lot of people like uh, uh, Grant Malley, like Isaiah uh, Brander. Uh, I mean, I know they are playing, uh, they didn't start to play now, but uh, uh, they are really rising in, in the scene. And uh, I like uh, to see that uh, um, Grant is also streaming. So, um, I mean... I like the, how the new player has a fresh idea, a positive idea, how they can affect the meta well. I also think all the players like us uh, has something to teach to all the people to start the game because uh, you, you can make your own deck list once you just start the game. You need help to improve how not, I mean, this is an easy game. I mean, it's a, it's a child game, uh, or so at least this is how Pokemon sell us. But uh, it's not easy, actually, to compete in this game because you need to understand a lot of stuff, uh, not just the way that uh, you attack an energy or uh, you make a knockout. You need to prepare yourself for the tournament. You need to focus uh, all the time to specific thing. You need to, I mean, a lot of stuff. I think that's how our job me and uh, Stefan or uh, uh, or a lot of other uh, old, they're not a lot of old players, but um, I think this is how our job, uh, try to help the new communities, the new people uh, to rise and shine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love, I love this language. <laughs> Stefan, do you have any other last second thoughts as well? Um, honestly, I'm not I old. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that, but I felt like I was. It was better to not mention it again. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> All right. In that, no, I, I understand what Asapros says. I mean, I, we could go in discussion because I think you know when I give advice, when I say like when you tell me, okay, what deck would you recommend to someone who would just want points, and I say Palkia or whatever. Uh, obviously, just my opinion, just advice, and it doesn't mean that everyone playing Palkia will make top 64 or whatever, so I, my, the difference is that I don't really feel responsible if someone plays it and doesn't do well, I don't feel like it's uh, like, okay, maybe I had my part, but I obviously I'm not going to take responsibility if they do bad. Just like if they win a tournament, I'm not going to claim responsibility and say, oh, you won because of my advice, you know, I, every, I, I just say this and so on. So I I feel like we just have a, a bit of a different outlook about this. Um, but apart from that, I generally agree with, with uh, what Alessandro said. Perfect. Stefan, do you have any shout outs and where can the people find you if they want more from you? 
I don't actually have a, a shout out right now because I'm not uh long story, but whatever. Uh, people <laughs> can find me on uh Twitter um at Libilu, L U B Y double L U L E. Um yeah, but basically mostly there. <laughs> I don't really stream anymore. I have a YouTube channel, but it's in French, so um not the best <laughs> place or anything. <laughs> Uh, I might actually do some English language videos in, at some point, but I'm not going to say you should show me because uh, I see a lot of things and maybe I won't do a, a video in English again for six months or three years. So uh, <laughs> yeah, don't uh, expect too much from me <laughs> about that. And then maybe I'll have, well, no, not, nothing for, for now. I might have some things to announce at a later date, but not right now. So that is all. Just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So it sounds like you're a free agent. So anyone who's listening, sign, sign this man for a sponsorship. Well, yes. Also, I used to write for Channel Fireball, but um, they're not really doing Pokemon anymore. So um, I'm kind of in transition between projects right now. <laughs> Alessandro, any shout outs? And where can the people find you if they want more from you? I don't know what the shout out is. Any sponsors or anyone you'd like to thank? My mom and so on. I mean, your mom in your case, not mine, but. <laughs> I don't know. I just make uh, streaming uh, on Twitch. I'm, uh, I'm iCatherpy on Twitch. You can find me in, uh, on YouTube uh, with the same name. Yeah, I, I still try to understand. I, I, maybe I already say that I'm old. So I'm trying to understand how Twitter works uh, because uh, I was still on Facebook, but I discovered no one use Facebook anymore. So, um, yeah, you can also find on me on Twitter. I will, I don't post uh, stuff. Most, most of the time I just leave, uh, comments on the other people post. So yeah, try, try, try to forgive me for everything I said. I'll tell you the secret to Twitter is post a deck list that's like kind of cool and be like i've been testing this it's fun and then that there you go people are going to start following and liking and people love deck lists <laughs> okay okay I will, I, will, I will try to to follow your advice <laughs> um also i forgot but uh yeah just shout out to, to dragon shield for sending me the, the sleeves because they're kind of sponsoring me uh at least at least sleeves wise so just yeah, thanks to them. <laughs> That's all I had ah, to say. Ah, shout out! We have to say our sponsor. Yeah, you you can. You I don't can. Know. You don't have to, but ah, uh, yeah, uh, Pota Potam Store. Follow Potam Store. Buy <laughs> buy codes from Potam Store. <laughs> Perfect. My... I'm not good as the designer. <laughs> Myself, you can find me on Twitch. Technically, uh, I'll be back to streaming once the kid grows up a little. But you can find me on Twitter and YouTube at mellow underscore Magikarp. Be sure to like, subscribe, you know, whichever platform you're on, so you get more episodes of the podcast in the future. And this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. Catch you all next week. <laughs>